What's going on, guys? This is the Cloud9 Podcast Season 3, Episode 2. Sorry, this episode is coming out a bit later than most of you guys expect. I was just so busy this week. And like I said before, um, last week's episode on the Cloud9 Podcast, I was actually going to be working this Wednesday. So I wasn't actually able to, you know, have an episode on Wednesday because after I got off work Wednesday... I was just really, really tired, so I wasn't able to, like, have enough strength to do an episode on that day, and I know this episode is coming out a bit later than uh, the games that started with EU, so what we're going to do for this episode is mostly just talk about NA, because I could go over fucking TSM's issues all day, essentially, you know, but yeah, this is mostly just going to be, like, super NA-focused, so... Yeah. There are, like, a few things I wanted to talk yeah. about quickly with EU, but other than that, it's going to be NA. First, I'm just going to mention quickly after today, um, I mean, Mad Lions could make a comeback as their next opponents are Astralis and Team BDS. Uh, Vitality are facing Astralis, though, and SK Game in our fate. Sorry, and uh, XL are facing XK Game in as mm-hmm. one of their op- opponents for the last two, though, so keep that in mind with the comeback. Um... And I was memeing about SK like doing it instead of Mad Lions, but they are still somehow alive. Um, and Rogue should still take first place or at least play a tiebreaker as they face Team BDS unless they mm-hmm. lose to G2 Esports. Then Fnatic beats both the rivals. Mm-hmm. Um, Fnatic versus Misfits tomorrow should be a match of the week. And it's kind of a yeah, battle. Yeah, we had that as one of ours. Place. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a battle for first place, really. Uh, VTO honestly is starting to be kind of an MVP candidate. Personally, to me, throughout the whole LEC 2022 spring split, it was Malrong. But he's falling off. Yeah, the the this la- the last no, the it, last it game of his week fault, seven because he goes in and is the rest of the, his team. Yeah, doesn't. like if someone made the argument that Malrong is the MVP, I'd be like, yeah. But then, it, okay, so Malrong and VTO were the same to me, right? But then the mm-hmm. at the last day of week seven for the LEC 2022 spring split, he starts to fall off a little bit. Today's game, I watched it live. I was like, damn, what's going on with him? I mean, I don't and think then, it's his fault, though. Again, I think he goes in, but the rest of his team doesn't. It's just a yeah. communication issue there. So, like, personally to me, it would be just – it's either Malrong or even Comp. Like, Comp started to fall off a few of these last few games, too. Yeah, like, Maybe they're getting like a little Trimby complacent. Trimby has actually played the best now, but he, he didn't play the – the best, the best the when it, half. yeah, that's the thing so. is like if you you could make arguments for Malrong and Comp and but VTO to me has just been the best throughout most of the entire spring split. The first few weeks I was a little harsh on him because yeah, like, I didn't really I didn't really see a lot from him. Surprised to be here. I mean, I did predict there would be a B tier team and potentially mm-hmm. be a shocker like this, like top mm-hmm. three even. Like I was feeling it, but I mean, if we had to pick an MVP for that team for. If being mm-hmm. a shocker, I mean, like, um, their jungler, I mean, has been great, but he's more of like a support jungler, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. here it has had off moments. Uh, their bot lane isn't the greatest, so yeah, I mean, it has to be mm-hmm. VTR, right? Yeah, because, um, there was someone on Misfits today on the mm-hmm. broadcast where they were giving those like pre game interviews when how they typed the fucking show up and shit, where he was yeah. like, Yeah, our bot lane goes kind of like unnoticed. Like, no, your bot lane sucks, dude. Like, I'm sorry, Neon has moments where he is good, but it's nothing I think he's consistent. Been good. 
I think he's really been good. He's just know. a he's an all right player. That's that's the best thing to give him. He's not like a flashy player, and you don't always have I, to be a flashy player. I, I agree player. with that, but I, I honestly I think he's upgraded from just being all right before to good. Like I agree, he's an yeah. Before special, he was like it, all right in the way where he was just good feed. Now. He, He's a good unspecial player now. Mm. I think, but. yeah, he he's just an all right good player. That's not gonna yeah. lose you the game, but he has the upside to win you the game mm-hmm. too. So that's what I and, like about him. Yeah, too. and then the last thing I'm uh, gonna mention about the EU stuff is that uh, we I just wanted to bring up the uh, Misfits news from two days ago. They signed Magic Felix as a yeah. multi-role substitute. We're not gonna read the article unless you want to, but do you want yeah, to? It's up to you. I mean, I I don't really care either way, but I just have to mention that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's too bad, you know. He has like I don't know what it is, stage frights or something. Because I mean, yeah, he's great. He should be in LEC. He was fucking dominant on Astralis. Just been dominant solo queue. He's like, I believe the first ever to reach like rank one on all five roles in Challenger. So yeah, but yeah, he's gonna be a multi-role substitute. Good mm-hmm. pickup. I mean, honestly, I'd fucking take him over. I'll take him over like Neon or Mursa. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing with some of these like EU teams is we'll talk about the one g2 game later on there's one you game i have to bring up was that g2 throw against misfits like oh that was they, legendary we need to talk about that if, if they had the scream if they actually had won that game they would have won the fastest game in eu history this is spanning since like 2013 if they had won that game in like 17 minutes and 30 seconds they would have won the fastest game in eu history that's how dominant they were winning the game they were that far ahead and then they threw the game you know, honestly, I think like, Yankos is mostly to blame because he was kind of feeding VTO in the first place, which made him get that, uh, you know, enough of a lead yeah. on a call lead to then carry. Because that was the one win factor for Misfits if, you know, VTO got it enough by that point to then make a comeback for them, which he did. So, mm-hmm. yeah, honestly, Yankos is kind of to the blame there. And yeah, then we'll you definitely had... walk, do that on the next stream, go over that. And then you had um fucking g2 like everyone's been talking about what's what's really the issue with g2 so here guys i'll just give my base synopsis of some of these top tier teams chemistry we'll we'll start with g2 and then we'll go to the other one so g2 it's chemistry there's no actual clear leader the players that they're expecting to be like the top players in a league like caps yankos and broken blade are very very hit or miss like there's some games where you're looking at the misfits game and you're going like okay this is really good i can see where this is going even the bot lane, because what was the biggest issue with G2 coming into this LEC 2022 spring split was that people thought their bot lane was going to be a big issue because of the other star players you stack around them. The bot lane's not been the, a problem, though. Honestly, I'm being honest with you, the bot lane's not bad. They're doing fine. They're, they're, they're like a lot of the reasons why they're sometimes in the game mostly. I'm not saying that Flackett is like the best ADC or he's like on the level of comp, but he's not been bad. He's probably been like the. Yeah. Six yeah, best I just think, eight, I think it's six just best the chemistry, honestly. Just mm-hmm. the team chemistry. All five players are doing the jobs. Just the chemistry. Like, that's that's what I thought Rogue would be more like. Mm-hmm. Like, all five players doing the jobs, just the chemistry's off. No, it's G2. And if their chemistry was as good mm-hmm. as, like, the other teams and, you know, Caps didn't int some games, I mean, again, I think they would be <laughs> top two. I would honestly <laughs> think they could be the best. Like, you can see it in their games. They have the potential to be the best. 
Yeah, because like, dude, everyone in scrims is going like, this is the best team, and like from their stage games and how they've been, you know, conjuring up leads, I could see them potentially doing really well. I, I can see it, but the issue here is like, they're banking on caps always doing well in the games, and to be fair, in that Misfits game, they were playing good. I I'm saying that right now, they were yeah. playing good. So that's the thing is. Mm -hmm. They just have to kind of figure out, okay, if we have a lead and we're doing this right now, we need to all be on the same page. That's their issue. Because it feels like when they have a split pushing champion like Trinomir, Broken Blade's doing something, and then when they need him to TP, he doesn't do it instantly, which caused them to lose a fight. Or when they're going for a dragon fight, you have one guy kind of going in at a, a, a bad moment or they're not zoning properly. These are little things they can work on. They're going to, I think by summer, they're going to be at least a top three team, solidified top three team, maybe second place, give or take how summer split pans out depending on how they play in playoffs i think by summer they're going to be a strong team this is little yeah. stuff they could iron out and it and it could be a good team you see it right now this could be one of the best teams right now yeah. in the, the bot anyways. lane you know i think the bot lane could be a bit better but overall mm -hmm. they're fine bot lane in general now for fanatic because i don't know people want to uh, want to talk to talk about fanatic okay so fanatic's issues there's nothing really special about them like hillisang has to inherently carry fanatic through the early game with playing picks like Pike, who's not even really that optimal. You know what I mean? Like picking Pike isn't even really optimal, but Hillisang is their their engaged support, their playmaker. A lot of their early game communication and a lot of their early game decision making goes through Hillisang. So without Hillisang, I don't know where Fnatic would be, honestly, because just even from the game of today I watched from Humanoid. Oh my god, Humanoid has not looked good. And people and people heard me last week where they were like, how could you think that Perks has played better than Humanoid? Perks has played better than Humanoid, though, this split. Like, I don't think Humanoid's looked that good during this split, though. Just personally, to me, I don't think he's looked that good. I think the mid-jungle duo between Fnatic has looked pretty shaky at certain times, like not being on the same page. I think Wonder still hasn't looked that good. The best part about Fnatic actually has been their bot lane. Overall, that's been their biggest um, strength and how they've been winning a lot of their games. And then their team fighting has looked pretty solid overall. Rogue, uh, Rogue, I just watched the game today against SK Gaming. Um, they look like they were able to, like, understand. Okay, what's the best way I can really put it? If they don't dominate the early game for Rogue, they just kind of lose. Rogue are a version of 100 Thieves, essentially. You know, they're all just early game focused if they get into a position where they're not ahead just doesn't really feel like they know how to play the game essentially you know that's kind of how i personally see it. it it just comes to the fact of i think malrong has started to mm -hmm. underperform a, a slightly he started I mean, to underperform slightly free but again i don't think it's mainly his fault i think it's just coordination but mm -hmm. You also have Trimby and Comp. They've started to look. I'm, I'm trying to say this. they're not look. They don't look bad guys, but like as dominant as they were, maybe they locked playoffs. They're just trying to take it a bit easy now that they've locked playoffs. That could be a thing too. I'm saying, but I have to call that out. They're playing bad. Like they're they're playing not as good as they started off the spring split. So th th those are Rogue's issues. Yeah, I, I just think that if they don't roll over the early game, they look kind of suspect. They just look like 100 Thieves, essentially. They need to roll the early game to win. They have a really good early game, and they've been trying to really get it perfected throughout um, most of their time in the LEC with, with different rosters of different players, essentially. That's what Rogue has been doing. 
And this is a split. This is the fourth split in a row with different players. They've gotten over 12 wins. So the coaching is fine. It's just all up to the players to put it into the game to really push it forward. Um, I'll give a shout out to BTO. He's the MVP of the LEC 2022 spring split. Or if you want to choose Mal Rong or Comp, I got no quotes with that. Yeah, I mean, he's still up two games to go, but for me, it's he's BTO. looked so. Yeah, uh, like yeah. it was Mal Rong for me. For guys, honestly, it was Mal Rong for me most of the whole time. But BTO, these last, he's been just the best. He's what is up with this guy? Guys, last year he looked like trash. I'm telling you, I, don't, I disagree. So I, th- I, think he, I think he was serviceable. He, dude, he got counter picks in the draft phase, and then oh, dude, he was so if you he was he played bad to me personally. Okay, but he anyway, played really bad. Uh... <laughs> but this year he turned it around, and I was like, yeah. that has to be one of the hugest turnarounds for a player. Like, if you go back and watch his last game, where he was playing Twisted Fate against LeBlanc, where he got the counter matchup with TF to impact the map, and he failed completely. Going from that game to what he's been playing like, so good. This guy has been the best. He's insane right now. Like, you could say he's the best mid in EU, essentially. I mean, I would agree, but... Or you could say Larson is one of the best mids. uh, To me, it's VTO and Larson. To me, it'd be VTO, Larson... I don't know who else you put put there really. Honestly, I, I don't like think Larson has been that impressive this year. But I thought he's been pretty solid overall. I thought he's, he's having done a great his job play. in lane, just in team fights and stuff. I don't think he's been the, as great as before as other years. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, but for team vitality, I'll, yeah, we'll talk about but, them for a bit, uh, just a little bit. I mean, if you want, I'm just I a slightly bit. A, I'll just glance over there because. I might need to join somebody else's stream, as I said, at like five or five thirty. Yeah, we're we'll gonna be going for like an hour, ten minute. Yeah, hour, but I'll, minutes. I'll still be on here. I just might be then co-streaming, which might be difficult. So I want to try to get this do yeah quicker. Uh, okay, but so but, but yeah, you can talk about them if you want. Yeah, because there's some slight, stuff. To yeah, talk there's only about. two more teams. Yeah, after this is just gonna be uh just mad mad lines. So just team vitality really quickly. Team vitality. They're just all over the place, man. Karzi and LeBrov have been, like, one of the worst bot lanes. I think Perks actually has been solid. I truly think Perks, this split, has been solid. He's definitely played a lot better this split than he did on the previous summer split. He played on Cloud9. Alfari has looked pretty solid overall still for his laning phase, but it comes to the thing with Alfari where, like, if he doesn't, he gets a laning, his laning phase is good, gets a lead, and then just does nothing with it. And, like, I will dominate, and Thorne were basically saying shit like, well, yeah, he's changed. He's not that kind of player anymore. I literally just saw him today get a lane lead and do nothing with it. I literally just saw it today. Today, we literally just saw that. Are we watching the same shit here? I swear, people are watching the same thing. People are watching different shit from each other, you know? And self-made hasn't been as good, you know? Like, it's this. they have a lot of team play issues, okay. a lot of macro decision problems, it's the thing with perks teams where it, it, it's like okay, yeah. let's coast through and we and we get to the playoffs. We'll improve. What if you don't make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. What if what the fuck? You can't yeah, just do that essentially. Like, like there's a chance Mad and uh, Team Vitality SK, don't make playoffs. SK could uh make it because X again XL and Vitality only have eight wins right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, SK will need to beat like I believe Vitality or XL, mm-hmm. but I mean. Then I believe they're, yeah, SK's schedule is more tougher in these last two games. But I mean, Mad yeah. Lions is Astralis and Team BDS. So if one of these two don't win both of their next games, then, uh, <laughs> oof, it's looking rough uh, yeah. for Team Vitality. Uh, imagine the 
quote unquote super team that Team Vitality put together just fucking failing and shit. That that is crazy. Yeah. That is fucking crazy. And the last thing to talk about before we actually go to NA is just Mad Lions. Mad Lions have looked bad, like really bad. Today they had a little bit better of a game against Team Vitality, but Team Vitality is like the same strength as them. So I'm like, okay, that this is cool. This is okay. Reeker sucks. Fucking Unforgiven is good. I Unforgiven actually has gone so underrated this split. He's done good. Un, Un, Unforgiven has been good. I will say that. Uh, Kaiser has not looked that good. Aloye. I disagree. I think Kaiser's still been great. I just think really? under this. I think under the circumstances, the support. I mean, doesn't look as good. I'm under his circumstances, but I think he's. What do you think about Armut? Right. Um, Armut again, just very good. Nothing special though. It, it it just feels like what made Mad Lions good before has not made them good now. Like it feels like uh, they needed to have those combination of players together they to needed, make it work when they, they did. They, it was a huge mistake losing Humanoid, but very big. Again, yeah. I didn't I didn't think Reeker was going to be great. I just thought he would be good at least mm-hmm. with like you know like He's fucking just such like a Fnatic huge was detriment. Like Fnatic and G two were and other teams were really like thinking of picking Reeker up. Like I, thank God they didn't. God, Holy just, shit. Like he did look good today, but whatever, it's one game, and he was still getting outlaned hard. <laughs> anyway, so like this is the thing: if Mad Lions, also, he's one player Vi- I can see them replacing after the split just right away. So to me personally, I don't really know how the playoffs will look for EU right now. Personally, we have to see how this super week plays out. Essentially. I still think Vitality and uh, XL will make it, but they could. There's a chance they could not. You know, like. So here's how it was today, guys. If Rogue had beaten SK Gaming, XL automatically get in. Rogue, as in typical Rogue fashion, don't win. And then XL even lost to G2 today. So yeah, hopefully XL can make playoffs. The last thing I'll, I'll say, it's not about EU in general, but it's just more like people keep saying that, oh, Rogue are chokers. Now, look, look at it this way. How did Rogue amass all these wins from the past three splits, mostly? It was mostly through online gameplay because of the situation where they couldn't play on stage. Rogue seemed to be better in an online environment over the stage. Because remember, how did Rogue lose all their big games last year? They lost them on stage. It seems like on stage, they're not as crisp or as confident in their gameplay as in if they're like not at home. Which would make sense. You're in a different element. You're on the stage. Even without a crowd, you can tell that Rogue just aren't as insane as they are if they're playing from a remote system right that's just how i personally see it because all the big moments last year where did rogue lose on stage but if they're online they amass all these wins they look look like one of the best teams in eu so that's just how i personally see it i i think they have to get used to doing what they're doing in the remote system obviously from that position to the stage they can transfer what they do online to the stage they'll mm-hmm. still be really good it just feels like when they go on stage they just don't know what the fuck they're doing you know all the time it's consistently i don't know what's going on with their team when this happens but that's just me when it comes to um eu i did did we predict the games for, from last week episode yeah 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 we did we already predicted games from last week episode yeah so but anyway now, for but lcs NA, we got there's LCS some news now baby another roster swap takeover starting let me bring yeah, up the Adam's article. Academy now. And, and TSM Shenny, and all their and issues. Shenny is going back up. 
Eurostan hasn't been sent down yet, but uh, you know, Shenny's playing again this week for week five. So, so if yeah, you guys I are mean, joining, if you guys are joining right now, LCS shit. Let's God. do it. God, TSM has been was great last year in Academy. That's why he replaced their other highly touted prospect mm -hmm. sword, who's now role swapped to support and playing on a hundred thieves next, who's just destroying mm -hmm. the amateur and academy circuit right now. Because it been this year though, and in luck, and he was disappointed, honestly. But he's still been solid, I guess, in Academy, especially when their team sucks as much. Yeah, now he's gonna play in week five over uh Kiadu. Mm -hmm. uh, uh oh, so I know I know his name isn't actually pronounced like Kiadu or whatever. I'm I'm just calling it that because his name reminds me of just that t cliche anime name <laughs> where a character just yells Kiadu. <laughs> so I, I'm just calling it that. Also, before we talk about TSM more fully, Lena put out statements about TSM too that yeah. I have to bring up right now because. Oh my god, it's been just a shit show for fucking TSM. It's been Lena's amazing. This is so entertaining. Tweets. Dude, this is fucking crazy. Lena's tweets about TSM. Where's those in images of what she put out? Um, again, give I me think a just, second. Again, the Shani and Academy did not work out well at all. He was still playing the same dine a lot. Again, this is just a team chemistry thing and just more time in, in LCS. I don't understand what they were thinking about putting him in Academy. Just leave him in LCS. That's the best way to try to make him adjust and grow. I don't un understand what TSM's doing this split. It just blows my mind. Now, to be mm -hmm. fair, to be fair, a lot of what was created was with other people, and then those other people left. And then, come to find out, this is basically what Lena had said in a Twitch chat thing. They wanted to re-sign Soren, that's Bjergsen's real name is Soren, Bjergsen, Doublelift, and Vulcan. They want to have those three as a core to build around and then have, like, you know, those are your main three. Bjergsen, they want to re-sign Bjergsen, Doublelift, and Vulcan bot lane. Obviously, you pair the best NA ADC with the best NA support. That way, you could use your import slots on jungle and top to have a really strong team. I That's the thought process I would assume they're going with, right? But then... They didn't go with that route because they assume that the money you're you're going to put into that wouldn't be worth it just to be top four in NA just for a year. But then Reginald comes out on a statement on Reddit where he basically says they pay the exact same for the for the prospects they have now, which is Shaney and Kiado, right? So they're going, wait, wait. And then there's another element of narrative to this, which is the fact that you know, TSM kind of led people to believe that there were just uh, issues between Spica and Shani. But then later on, when they come out with this statement, it's like, no, Shani was just being an asshole to a certain extent. It's like, why not just say that? Why, why, why were they being so secretive about something that wasn't even that big of a deal? What is going on? You know, I get that they're trying to be a bit better with the new guy uh, they put into... Uh, their social media to be a whole lot more communicative with um, the public, right? About the media, because TSM's relationship with the media has been pretty fucking bad. Let's be honest here. But all of this TSM drama has been holy shit. Fuck me. Fuck. Fuck my ass. And then before we go even further into it to really dive into something, how these decisions are so stupid. Why are they bringing over Shenny and Kiedo? And benching them. The point of a development roster like CLG 
who legitimately has a developmental roster, you just go through the rough times, you know? You just go through your rough, rough, rough times, you know? I, I, I just don't get it, you know? Like, I, I just don't get it, honestly. So Lena put out basically that, you know, her value, what she wanted just wasn't the same as what TSM wanted, so she eventually left. And then we had Beerus and Lena Parth all leaving, like the people you associate with TSM. And then, like, people got to realize at, at a certain point, this was going to happen to TSM. Like, Bjergsen was really holding them up for a while. And then you had Double that, that came in. But once Double Lift left, uh, you start to see the cracks in TSM right when they signed Sven and Mithy back in, like, 2018. You know, they're hiding all these issues. And then in 2019, alone to, as, long, as, as well as in 2018, they don't make worlds, you know. Twenty twenty, they make worlds barely, essentially. Like the the fucking um, like a lot of, a lot of those game fives they won back in the LCS twenty twenty summer split playoffs, right? That was some whack games. TL threw that series. FlyQuest came back in the series, threw extremely hard. Golden Guardians also threw. A lot of those big game five wins that they got were either because the other team with the lead threw. Oh, you or mean the split where they won? Yeah, the last one. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. Is... No, the split. They okay. Number one, that uh, title in my eyes is debunked. So shut up about it because, mm-hmm. all right, that double lift transaction should have been uh, revoked by uh, Riot. Conflict of interest that was then proven and then happened. Mm-hmm. So that shouldn't have counted, which means they shouldn't have had that exact roster that won the split. Which means just fuck off with that split one, and I'm going to Worlds. Uh, you know, just yeah, I'm so tired of it. Just that. The whole split doesn't count now. <laughs> Number two, yes, that is true. Uh, they literally just won because all the other teams choked. No, nothing else. Team Liquid choked. Golden Guardians choked. Cloud9 choked. And FlyQuest choked. They they were dog shit. And then they went 0-6, which made it completely useless and, and worthless in the end anyway. Because Worlds is the only thing that actually matters, really. Mm-hmm. And dude... That's the thing is like all, all all of these TSM decisions are just fucking what are they doing? You know, you want to all in on something because one other thing doesn't work. I I, I get it, you know, about the whole money thing because we're not I'm not paying the players, so I I can't say what what they're willing to spend their own money on. I get it, but if you want to have this route of Shenny, Kiado, Huni, Tactical, and Spica, sure. Go with that. I, I I don't care. Like, I like seeing new players like them in the league. It makes things exciting, you know? I think it's good. But if you're going to all in on these players, then all in on them. Yes, if a person is being an asshole, sure, you got to punish them. I'm all for that. That's fine. But it's like, why be so secretive about it? Just be like, we're benching Shani for a couple of weeks to at least give the fans to, you know, let them know he's coming back and we're going to promote your son for a bit. Now, I personally think mm-hmm. they really only benched Shaney because they were losing a lot. Or there's a system yeah. that they wanted yeah. to run with that eventually they, it, the players weren't super on board yeah. with. Listen, it's a reaction thing, or I don't care what anybody says. They could have worked out any issues. Mm-hmm. All right? That, that some guy brought oh, he, like, rage locked in something in, in practice, blah, blah, blah. It's like, again, number one, I don't blame him. You know, be dealing with TSM and this dog shit team. Yeah, I would too. But number two, that could be worked out. All right, like, shut the fuck up anyway. Like, what was this Travis fucking, this TSM uh, fucking deep throater? 
Larry's deep throats TSM 24-7. Matthew says, yo, what's up? I just got home. What did I miss? You missed nothing. We just started, essentially. Shetty Yolo rocked a champ on stage and then was rude to the coaches when they confronted him about, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, shut up. Hopefully, he's chilled out the TSM fans. Finally, he was a huge bit. Victim in your situation. Okay, John, tell one, me how you really feel. Tell me no, how you really number feel. one, nobody said he was a fucking victim in it. You're talking about the lack of like just fucking oh my god, the lack of info was what everybody was saying. And how K4 this, could Polo. Been, this could have been worked out. A TSM roster of Huni, Speaker, Jensen, Double of Tactical, Vulcan would have been solid. Yeah, well, to be fair, to be fair, I don't think they would have gotten tactical. If they had gotten double lift, that wouldn't make any sense. But I, I, I fully see your point. That would yeah, be no, a pretty no, solid no, no, roster no. when, some, when somebody puts the slash, it just means one or the other. And or, yeah. It's like, it is like they use their import slot to use an import slot. Well, so far. Yeah, like, yes, they could have used them on other players. But I don't mind getting underrated players and building them up, though. I don't mind that at all. No, I don't mind that idea. at all. That's a good just idea. You do it right. You know, like, yeah, when you do it right, has, it pays that, off that's great. That's yeah. team should have been doing for a while getting those players and then building up before they mm. become stars in korea and then you pay a mm. bunch of money to them when they're like 25 like, no. oh i want to make sure i say this too before we go further in, in, into tsm in the article that they did with the upcomer a lot of people have said oh my god i want to be so into na players and shit i'm about to roast the fuck out of these people right now so bjergsen I'm, i have many examples so people going oh you're better than shut the fuck up i have many examples don't even worry about that yeah. Someday, who has played in the LCS since he was on Dignitas back in the LCS 2017 spring split when he first started, has been one of the most beloved players. He's not American. So you guys know that, right? So let's keep keep this thing going. Jensen, also not born here, was one of the most popular players. Jensen and Bjergsen was our Peyton Manning fucking, uh, yeah. who's the guy? Was, uh, Tom yeah, Brady, Peyton Manning they basically rivalry. Built, they basically built up Jensen themselves. It wasn't actually like important a star. They kind of yeah. just... Yeah, did it themselves, and then when he was mm-hmm. banned before, so that's what they should have done more often instead of just getting, mm-hmm. you know, stars, you know, <laughs> paying them a bunch <laughs> of money. Then we had Jensen and Bjergsen, not NA players. Jensen and Bjergsen, all oh, those hyped up matches when Jensen would do so well against Bjergsen, but he, but Bjergsen would win. And be like, yeah, Bjergsen's better. Not that's the point I'm trying to say. I'm, 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 I just got to read that in there. But you guys get my point. Our Tom Brady and our Peyton Manning right there. 1A, 1B player. You can take Bjergsen or Jensen, either or. They're both good players, yes, right? One, one, Not one NA. On, one on Dynasty teams who, you know, does well with worthless NA titles, but then does nothing <laughs> internationally. And then one the actual best quarterback, Peyton Man, right? <laughs> then you have, uh, sorry, Someday, Bjergsen, Jensen. Closer. A player that a lot of people like. Not from North America. Broken Blade. He gets, so this is the point I'm bringing up is... A lot of people say they want to have NA talent come up. You guys don't – not saying you guys in the chat. You guys you guys are rational thinking people, I, I, I'd imagine. Most people don't give a shit about fucking NA players. Let's just be honest here. If we have cool, good NA players come up, they get their due diligence. Blabber, Danny, Spica, the list goes on and on, right? Sneaky, Double Lift, Medios, players like that. If the NA players are good, I'll give them credit where credit is due. But – a lot of the fans say they want these NA players. They're fucking bullshitting you. They're fucking bullshitting. The Cloud9 roster they just put, put they just put together has Fudge, not from that are not American. He's Australian. 
Blabber is the only American on the roster. Winsome was born here, but he lived most of his life in Korea. So that's that's a half and half thing. That's I don't know how you can kind of justify that, but it's, it's mostly he's mostly lived his life in Korea. Summit, a player who's quickly becoming like one of the most popular NA players. Summit is not from America, you know, like um, I remember that all American roster that Dignitas had last year. Nobody cared about them. A lot of these fucking pussy, stupid fans, these retards are like, yeah, we want NA players. Yeah. They don't support the NA players. No one cares about these NA players well, on these I other do, teams. but I do, and I support them, and I want them, you know, growing. And, I'm just saying, um, the majority of fans, they say they do that, but they don't. They yeah, don't I, know, I know, I know, because I see the views Zen, on the academy Zen stuff. was one of the best ADCs in the league. People care about that guy. He's not American. He's And that's the thing. Most of the imports are the best players in the league. Jensen was one of the best players in the league. Beerson, double lift, fucking closer someday. Summit is literally the best player in the league. Most likely the MVP of the whole fucking LCS 2022 spring split. Buipo, a lot of you guys like Buipo. He's not American. A lot of you guys like Core JJ. He's not American. A lot of you guys like, like Hansama. Also not American. Just saying here. Like a lot of people like Jose Diodo, not American. All these like really, really popular players are not American. So when people say, yeah, just play NA players. Why would you want to play an NA player just to play an NA player? You can get a fucking another import player who's 10 times better. You shouldn't just want to just have a native talent just to have one. That's so stupid. Why would you do that? That is absolutely dumb. That is factually makes no sense. Why would you take a worse player just because he's domestic, a native person, because fans claim they can relate to him, where you could just get an import player who's 10 times better mechanically, better decision-making, a better player overall, and your roster look better. Because someone w would say, oh, yeah, you know, because uh, it, it's an NA player, and I, and, I, and I can feel behind, I can get behind him. People got behind the Cloud9 yeah. roster. Yeah, Cloud9 roster really is full of I Koreans. Really, I really do not care where a player's from. If you play good, you play good, whatever. Yeah, like, that. that's my sentiment. If you play good, you play good. I don't give a fuck if you're American. Yeah, Who like gives Vulcan a shit? Could on, like, Vulcan could play in the EU League. Blabber could, honestly, like, a team could think, okay, yeah, he has all the mechanical talent. We can, like, fix his, Michael. It, you know, game IQ. Thank you, my, my Michael. Like... Most NA players we have, there's a reason, guys, I'll tell you this right now. There's a reason why the the, the rosters, so let's say if we have a, a, a roster of players that go to Worlds, right? And let's say that roster goes to Worlds and they have NA players. Who are the first players to get rid of? The NA players, because they're not good. I'm sorry, guys. The NA players just aren't as good. They're the weak links you cut. There's obvious cases where that's different. I understand that. There's cases where you don't do it because they're just as good as some of the Asian players. That's fine. That's not always the case, though. Like all these play, all these people that get behind some of these players, they're not American. The the top tier teams, Team Liquid, Cloud Nine, Hundred Thieves, you can say EG right now is in there. All those players, half those, all those players on those rosters are not American. I'm sorry, Bjergsen is an American, quote unquote, by a green card, but he's not actually American. Like, what are we doing here, essentially? Like, I don't get it. You know, sorry if there's uh, black people outside. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. That, that that that's my thing. I I I, yeah. I know Sean. Like, it's worse in EU. It's way worse in EU with these people. When Malrong was the best jungler, everyone would say, "No, his his pathing sucks. He's not really as good." Yeah, Man, that, they were the time with Korean imports in EU. So you want to know how many EU players there probably are who are like part or full like Turkish? They probably don't realize that, huh?
the best NA players we have. Yes. Like the most famous NA players we have here are not from here. Everyone goes like, no, I want NA players. NA players are fucking not good. I'm sorry. There's a reason why they get replaced. There's a reason why you don't want to always bank on NA players. The GMs say having NA support, like it's rare to find a good NA support, rare to find a good X person. But there's a ton of import top laners you could probably get that'll do the job just as well, if not better in most cases. There's a reason why you there's a reason why you see Team Liquid opting into having like a superstar roster of imports if they can really get it down. There's a reason for that. Because why would you settle for a shitty NA player when I could, I could just buy an import and just have a good player then? There's a reason why they cut tactical. There's a reason why. Because he wasn't as good. They're like, we just, they, they got Hansama. Mm -hmm. It's just these, these these are things that people say they want. But in reality, they don't want that shit. You just want to – it's just people that want to be behind an NA player for no reason because of this nationality, which is so stupid. Yeah, well, I'd rather – I mean, I'd rather have them over, like, the low imports they sign, like, yeah, I think that's I think that's what they mostly mean. Like, I'd rather have a fucking, like, I'd rather have insanity playing over fucking blue. I'll say that <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. All right, guys. So let's go over this massive TSM article they put out with Upcomer. Here we go. TSM FTX tweeted: We're making changes to our league rosters this week. Shenny will return to the LCS team, while Kiado will be moved to Academy. Chawei and Glenn sat down with uh, Azure is here to give more details on the changes. All right, so let's click this. Let's read this great TSM PR they're giving us. All right, TSM Shenny will return to LCS for week five. Takeover to start over Kiedo. Head coach Chawei addresses fans for turbulent start to season. And this is the thing I, I want to bring up before I cover the article is people go like, oh, okay, spring doesn't matter. So them doing this doesn't really mean anything. If TSM were fourth place right now, they're in your tune. I love I love how people's fucking tunes be changing and shit. Right when you're fucking losing, spring doesn't matter when we're losing, but spring matters when we're winning. Bullshit, bullshit. If you were fucking winning right now, your entire tune be different. But hey, it is what it is. So here's what here's how it starts. Fans initially met TSM's outline for the League of Legends championship. Sorry, <clears throat> let me get a drink. Mm. Fans initially met TSM's outline for the League of Legends Championship Series 2022 season with hopeful skepticism, especially concerning the decision to sign mechanically skilled rookies. Shenny Kiedo, now with a 1-8 record after the first round robin, the team is undoubtedly undergoing its worst ever season in the league. On February 16th, after a 0-4 start to the spring split, TSM announced Shenny would spend time in Academy while he continued to adjust to North America at a more comfortable pace, while TSM Academy support Yurson would be promoted to the main team. TSM Vice President of Esports Dominic Callis further elaborated on Shenny's benching in the TSM Discord. Shenny needs more time to adjust to NA and improve within the TSM environment, Kala said, we feel that him working with the academy team will help him adjust and settle. This will smooth out some chemistry issues, taking off some pressure from the current communication structure. However, with nine more games left to play in the split, TSM head coach Chawei said Shenny will return to play on stage with the LCS squad again this weekend against FlyQuest and Golden Guardians. 
the team has a lot of issues that we're, that we're facing. But we're trying to take things one step at a time, said Chaway. Since he's been in academy, I think Shenny has made several improvements in addition to communication. We believe he's ready to come back to the main roster. According to Chaway, during week two, Shenny locked in a champion on stage without communicating with the team or coaches. TSM coaching staff followed up with Shenny to further discuss the matter, but his attitude was deemed negative and disrespectful. Chaway further disclosed that the team has been working with Shenny to help improve as a teammate and get back to the LCS team as soon as possible. The initial plan was for him to return to the LCS within two weeks. Okay. Then why not just say that then? That way you just clear all that up. You know, why not just say that? Why not just fucking say that in general? I get what they were doing. It's fine. You talk to the player and let them know what's going on. I, that, that's fine. That's what you do in every sport anyway. You talk to the guy giving you issues. That is 100% fine. But why not just say he'll he'll come back when he, uh just, just say he's going to come back and you're and there's nothing to worry about. Because, like, a lot of the TSM fans were going, like, you know, free Shenny, all sort of shit, right? Well, if you're going to bring him back, just say you're going to bring him back. Like, why not fucking do that? Like, why be secretive for no reason whatsoever? Just me personally. TSM Assistant General Manager Glenn added that Shenny's return to LCS was requested. Uh, okay, wait, did I, for, did I miss something? Oh, I see. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I missed that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So Chawi gave a reason about uh, Shenny, actually. This is the main reason why he was benched. Not because of his play, said Shawi. It was more of his attitude and respect toward the team and criticism we give him. I think this two weeks, he has really shown a lot of improvement. And, and that's the thing I want to go over, too, is, like, all of these things in practice sound good, but on stage, a lot of this stuff just starts coming undone. Because what happens... A lot is people go like, yeah, we fixed all these things and we did this and that and this and that. But what really happens on stage is all that shit changes once you get on stage. Like he could have improved at a lot of this stuff, but on stage when the pressure's on, when they've lost a lot of games, is this really going to play out? We can only see when it happens this week. TSM Assistant General Manager Glenn added that Shenyi's return to LCS was requested by players. And in addition to this change, Kiedo will temporarily move to the academy team with TSM Academy mid laner takeover playing an LCS effective immediately. You know, um, that's the thing is it seems like the players were not on board with the, the decision to bench Shenny and bring in Yurson because when TSM played their academy team in the LCS 2022 lock in tournament, right? They look like shit. They're in last place right now. Like, just because the, their last place doesn't mean your son's bad, but your son wasn't that much of an improvement over Shenny at all. He was actually a downgrade. So they brought up a oh, yeah. quote unquote worst player for no reason just to lose more games. I don't know. I don't know. Sean, you want to say anything before we go further in, into this, man? You want to say anything? Oh, uh, this is a clown fiesta. And this <laughs> sounds like the exact same thing they said about the Shenny thing. It's like more patience. You just smurve it out. Isn't that what you said like two weeks ago about your support? Now you're saying it about your mid laner. I watched the Academy games. He didn't improve shit. He probably just apologized for like throwing a play at Chowley or some shit after locking <laughs> in a champ. Who knows? I don't know. This is a clown fiesta disaster. Can't wait for him to get last place. Uh, 
I'm excited to see TakeOver mm-hmm. get a couple games. Uh, and, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm like, excited to see your son out of LCS. He was fucking trash. I don't care what the KDA says. That doesn't matter for support. He was trash. He was, he was so bad. He did, he did nothing. Like, he, oh, he, he did Someone, it, someone said, did what, what about when they beat 100 Thieves bot lane? No, 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 no. That was tactical beating them. That was tactical yeah. doing that. Your son didn't do shit. That was yeah. tactical right. beating like, them. Li- li- listen, he, he didn't int. All right, sure, but he didn't do anything. He literally just stood. He, he, he literally he like, stood there as tactical beat FBI and who he by yeah, himself. Yeah, it, it it's like destiny. <laughs> oh no, yeah, we're not. Sean support. just got. As you guys know, Sean got blocked by the immortal support destiny because he's being. No, an we're said about this. He's trash. He does nothing. He literally does nothing besides let his team do all the work, and then he gets assists and, and doesn't die. Runs away, makes sure his KDA is all right. That's mm-hmm. destiny for you, just fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next part is, in addition to Shenyi coming back to the team TS... Sorry, sorry. In addition to Shenyi coming back to the TSM LCS roster this week, Kiedo will be temporarily moved to LCS Academy, and TakeOver would be moving to the LCS main roster, Glenn said. This change was made as the team feels that Kiedo needs more time to train in a less stressful environment. We are aware it is not ideal to be making this many roster changes mid-season, but in our current position, it's critical that Kiedo be given time to work on several key development development areas as we try to end the season on a high note. Then this is not a development roster. This is like some fucking hole in your wall that you fucking tape over so you don't have to fucking pay the fucking guy to come and fix it. This is what this is. That's literally what the roster is. Like what the? It even seems like the TSM players themselves were not on board with this. Like, what the hell is going on, man? Like, I don't know. Holy shit, man. Oh, fuck my ass, dude. Fuck my ass completely. All right. Addressing the fans. This is just a clown fiesta. The TSM fan base and LCS community at large have levied criticism against the org in recent weeks over lack of further communication on their LCS team's situation. Chowei said the team has been trying to have plenty of discussions with upper management to understand the plan going forward. Currently, we're also just trying to take things one step at a time, hoping to just win some games, Chowei said. But at the same time, we also look forward to the summer split because right now, I think we are way too behind to try and catch up. You think? Yeah, TSM's not running with, with, with this roster next year. Doubt it. They're, they might make changes by, in summer. TSM, because they have this pedigree of winning in LCS, it, it doesn't even feel like they're, like, fucking invested into this fucking developmental roster. It's like, dude, like, what the fuck? Why do... I don't... Oh my, 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 my brain's gonna fry it. My brain's frying with these fucking... Oh, my goodness. When asked about the team's continued commitment to the current starting lineup, Chawi said he hopes to continue working with the current starting five. The team was formed differently from how we expected it to be, said Chawi. So we're trying to figure out how we can work around this team and what's the best for this team and then see what's TSN's plan for the future. At the same time, Chawi stressed the importance of looking out for his players despite the public's desire for information. I think some things behind the scenes are just very hard for us to put in public 
because it might destroy some players' future, shall we said. We're trying to protect our players, to protect our people, and we just hope to do whatever is best for the team. Chowei, who retired as a player in 2018 after playing professionally since 2012, said his goal as a coach has always been to qualify for the world championship with his team and play on the international stage. He wants to he wants to be a coach that's able to set his players up for success in and out of game. Back then, there wasn't good coaches, Chawi said. I always wanted to be the one for the young players to help them get good results, get good contracts, you know, try to give them a good future. So that's always my aim, to help the players improve and then get the best results. For the best shot at playoff qualification, TSM must win all of their remaining games in the LCS regular season. That's a difficult road to travel for any team. But Chawe expressed his apologies to fans about how the season unfolded and wants them to know TSM aren't ready to give up. We are extremely sorry to the fans because this result is the worst TSM has gotten. I think we all feel very sad about it, said Chawe. We promise to be looking forward and not backward. Our plan is to make sure to get everything ready and prepared to find the best team possible for us, the best play style, everything by summer split. And then our hopes is to still get to playoffs and hopefully worlds. Hopefully everyone can still be patient. And we're sorry that this had happened. We are really, we are still trying to do, we, we are still really trying our best the coaching staff, the players, we are, we're all really doing the best. This weekend, TSM will play FlyQuest on Saturday at approximately 5.30 p.m. ET and Golden Guardians on Sunday at approximately 7.30 p.m. ET. Okay. After all this, TSM are trying to do better. Right? That's what we get. TSM are trying to do better. They bring in these LDL prospects for a developmental roster, and then they just start benching them. The players yeah, are not on board with dumb. what the management the players are not on board with, with, with what the management want. The management <laughs> don't know what the players want. So it's this clusterfuck of like, I don't know what you want. You yeah, know this what is I just want. a clown fiesta. Like, oh my god. What I want is for TSM to just <laughs> TSM to just fucking what, what? What's the word for it again? When a team, uh... I I just don't yeah, get sorry, it. Sorry, that honestly. that's the word. Disband. I want TSM to disband. Oh, Lord. And then, like they say, they want to have success, but then you have a player like Huni on your roster. It's like, what does that even mean? You know, Huni's been running it down pretty hard all split. You, you can't really blame Speaker because if you have like five losing lanes. You know, doesn't really matter because you can't do anything as a jungler. Junglers look better if you have winning lanes or worse if you have winning lanes. It just depends on the team you have, you know? Like, Cloud9, they all end on this Korean roster with LS. They got rid of LS, obviously, but they still have the main components of the roster and the coaching staff, too. So, like, TSM tried to do this, like, LDL fucking experiment. Like, Cloud9 did their LCK experiment with the Korean players. This this is the worst part of it. This is like the worst looking case scenario of this, essentially, right? Like TSM just look really awful. Yeah, they would have to win all their games um, to fucking you know make playoffs. I don't see it happening. They're and then you bring in an, another new guy mid lane mid season to try and shake things up. 
Dude, yeah. what if it like Cloud Nine from the 2018 LCS Summer Sport where they just win all of their fucking games? Mm-hmm. What? If... <laughs> yeah. I just, I just don't. Okay, I... I'll, I'll, I'll be honest right now. Um, so my PC right now is kind of lagging since I'm uh, while doing this co-stream stuff. Uh, so I might leave like sometime during this if. So it would that be okay if you just like review some of the LCS games yourself? Yeah, we'll we'll we're gonna be done in like ten minutes anyway. Actually, oh okay. Yeah, we're, we're, Let's we'll, just go we'll, over we'll be the done games. in ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's it on TSM. Um, talk about a few of the NA teams. All right. What do you think about Cloud Nine going three zero? Just your quick initial thoughts. Are they the best team in the LCS? Like a lot of people have been saying. Because I don't know. Like Cloud Nine had their best um week so far it looks really good summit looks like the best top laner in the lcs like he looks like the best top laner one of the best players in the lcs T- like clown looked really good in the early game against 100 thieves uh dignitas they beat them uh let's bring up league Le- Le- for a moment they beat dignitas and um you know 100 thieves who's the last team they beat actually who's the last team they beat give me a second guys well let me show you give me a second bring it up Right here, Cloud9. Let me send hide. Cloud9 defeated. Then a super weak. Yeah, Cloud9 beat a dig. Hunter Thieves, and they defeated FlyQuest. Yeah, FlyQuest, who did really, really well initially, is starting to fall off a bit. They went, like, I think 0-3 this week. Yeah, FlyQuest lost every single game this week. So to kind of, like, run down uh, how I feel about some of these teams, uh, just the top ones, Cloud9 had a 3-0 week. They looked pretty solid in a lot of their games. This is the best that Cloud9 has looked so far during um, the LCS 2022 Spring Split. They looked pretty good. Team Liquid, they ended up losing to Golden Guardians, but they ended up smashing Dignitas and smashing TSM. Uh, Golden Guardians' early game has looked pretty solid so far. I think Golden Guardians have a great early game. Their record does not show how good of their early games actually are. 100 Thieves are not yeah, playing I think, good. GG, I think, is guaranteed for playoffs at this point. They've looked great. What do you think about 100 Thieves? Because 100 Thieves, dude, they look off. Uh, yeah, Let they me bring looked that game off. Up. I mean, Let me bring that game I actually up. Oh my with, like, God. what somebody said before. I think it's more of like other teams growing instead of 100 Thieves falling off. Because they've always had these issues. But yeah, I think they'll still make playoffs. I think they'll still be top four. But yeah, there's issues with them. I think they're better than FlyQuest. Honestly, GG might beat them, though. That, that's the thing. is like Cloud9's biggest competition is going to be Team Liquid. And, and like we have to see them have a rematch again because that first game around was really close. TL took it out by a nail-biter. There's two games I want to bring up. That Dignitas 100 Thieves game, oh, my fucking God, that looks so shit. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. That was donkey shit. And then the best game of the season – TSM versus CLG. We'll bring that up, right? <laughs> so bad. All right. So 100 Thieves have not looked good. They're, they're struggling pretty bad this split. They're, they're just not looking good. You know? They're just not looking good overall for 100 Thieves. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, Someday looks good. I'll say that. Someday has looked really good. Someday is Yeah, I still want to see Tenacity play oh, against a weak team. Just put him in for like a couple games. Just to see how he is. Some days looked great. Someday and Closer actually look 
good. I'll say something close. No, it's all the dog and Huhi are the biggest issues. Even FBI's not had that the best. Huhi has either. missed so many alts. Like Huhi's looked really suspect. Fucking FBI, like he'll he he lost to tactical. Like FBI lost to fucking tactical. Like that was horrible. Like how the fuck is TSN's bot lane beating 100 Thieves' bot lane? Because initially I I thought it was fucking 100 Thieves playing down at their competition. No, they they just look like ass. I want to show you guys this game. Abadage's brain was either 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 smoking like German crack, or his brain just was completely fried. Look at this game right here. So they're playing up against Dignitas. Blue is playing Victor. Abadage is playing Corky. Abadage was just like letting himself get auto attacked, and then he got solo killed. I was like, going, what is going on here? Like, what the fuck is this? This just looks like shit. Like, Dignitas did a great job of drafting Tom Kench for the composition that 100 Thieves had. They did a good job of that. And I like that, obviously. That was good. But 100 Thieves has just messed up at every single place. Like, I, I get it. The Tom Kench kind of puts uh, a nail in the coffin. And there is but... a certain clip I want you to play. Mm -hmm. Then you had this. fucking. I don't know if it's this game, but I just want you to play this on, on stream. I can't screen share right now because my PC's mm -hmm. lagging, but I sent it in private chat. Just play this at some point because I was <laughs> laughing my ass off. <laughs> so you got the game starting. Uh, someday. He gets first blood against Fake God. Fake God's like the worst top laner in the LCS. I'm pretty sure everyone can agree on that. Like, he's definitely the worst top laner by far. Look at this shit. Look at this. He's just getting auto attack chunked out, and he just killed him. I was like, once I saw that, I was like, fuck this shit. He is bad. Like, if this is not slumping for 100 Thieves, I don't know what is. Like, Abadaga has played pretty bad this whole split. Like, he's looked like, honestly, one of the worst mid laners. He's just so... Uh, unimpactful, like, but Fate God is like one of the worst top laners. So you're like, okay, we're gonna get an equal trade, and then fucking that shit happens. Like they pick Jace. Uh, someday is ahead in CS, but the team doesn't really play around that lead effectively enough to really impact the game. Blue almost solos Abadage again. River almost kills him, and River's like, okay, free Corky. There you go, get a free kill right there. Uh, Neos looked pretty solid overall. I think he's had a pretty decent split, even though Dingtoss has looked uh, pretty shaky and hit or miss, actually. Um, but this draft that Dignitas had, I think, perfectly counteracted what 100 Thieves was actually trying to do. Because if you have a Tom Kench saving uh, Jinx when she's actually uh, dealing damage to Aphelios and Nautilus, it's just going to be something that obviously is not going to really do much because you get a Gadagel free card with the Devour. Who he and FBI just don't seem to be playing the bot lane as good as they once were. To me, they were like the best bot lane last split, but they have not looked as good overall. Like they're just laning bad. They're, they're losing a lot of advantages. They're even taking unfavorable trades. Even like when they have a uh, dragon and they're trying to take objectives, Hunter is just like not zoning properly with a certain composition they have. They, they, they have a ward right there. They can see this guy coming, yet they engage and then they still lose. It's like, what the hell, dude? Like what happened to these guys? I don't even think it's a, like a lot of teams catching up to them. I think they're just legitimately playing bad. They're just legitimately playing donkey shit. That's what I think, because there's no way Dignitas are on the same level as these guys and somebody just beat the shit out of Fake God. Like, Fake God has looked bad. Like, why would FBI be right there next to Tom Kench, who, you know, 
obviously is a strong support champion that can essentially 1v1 an ADC if you're like, you know, on that type of level scale right there. You know, for me personally, Hunter Thieves is just underperforming from the mid laner all the way to the support. That's how I personally think. Uh, Sean, you want to say anything about 100 Hunter Thieves underperforming? Like, do you really think it's other teams catching up or using it? They're, they're just uh, playing bad. I predicted it, just them falling off. I said in lock in, I predicted them here. So I think they're top four, but yeah, I think it's more has to do with the league improving. They are struggling, though. I think, like, I think they're kind of hitting the same rock Cloud9 did in 2020. They just haven't been, like, trying to elevate their game and getting a little too cocky. They'll turn it around probably, but yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, be sure to play that uh, clip I sent you in private chat later. Yeah. And then, so that's my thing with 100 Thieves right now is, like, I know there's a, a lot of 100 Thieves fans. And I, and I like 100 Thieves. I think they're, they're cool, you know? But in terms of fucking the LCS team they have, I don't know what you do with the 100 Thieves. Like, do you make a roster change? But then if you change a player on the roster, if you get a worse player just for a different play style change, that could inherently make your team worse. I don't know how the team makes changes. Like, they're getting even just right there. Why are you getting into a position to fight this and your team is going to lose this right here? Okay, so you see fucking um, who's TPing. So Fake got TPing. Uh, FBI is like right here behind Closer. They're already getting collapsed on. It's like, why are you even in this position? Why are you trying to fight them in their jungle if you're the team behind? essentially like they were they were behind by the gold graph they were behind by how strong their champions were then you give over two more kills to river river has been a pretty solid jungler overall i've really liked what he's um been doing for dignitas actually i thought he's looked like one of the best junglers in the lcs when he's actually on form i think he looks good so for hunter thieves they're just like rogue you know, they're just like Rogue. If they don't really run over the early game, if some days, not on like a champion like Trinomir, then they just look really bad. You know, it's not closer. It's not someday. I'm not saying it's their fault because they're playing fine. It's just Abadage, FBI, and who he have all looked pretty suspect. Like, look how, like, Abadage is not even zoning properly, being that far behind. And they've been giving Abadage Ari, and I'm just not a huge fan of the Ari pick, guys. I'm just being honest here. I think Ari's not been as good a mid laner as everyone seems to be hyping it up to be. I think Ari's been a really lackluster mid laner, doesn't really offer anything except pick potential. And if you're not really ahead and moving around the map and getting those picks with her charm, then it's not really anything you can really do. Like by summer split, if Unearthies doesn't do well, or maybe they really think that they can do well. I don't really understand what's going on with them. Maybe you might just need a player change. I, I, at this point in time, it might be good to, you know, by summer split, make a player change. But we'll have to see how the rest of these weeks pan out for them. Maybe they might turn it around and look a whole lot more convincing because a lot of their wins have not been convincing even when they have wins. It's like the wins that, that are convincing, it's because someday gets turned to Mary and he just stomps people. That's all it is essentially. All right. Uh, let's go over the Cloud9 game versus 100 Thieves, because obviously we're going to talk about Cloud9 here, because we love Cloud9. So, Cloud9 ended up playing up against 100 Thieves, supposed to be a match of the week, as we had it slated before. Summit doing very, very well against Someday. Uh, Summit's been, like, one of the best top laners in the LCS. Blabber actually having a pretty good super week uh, on a lot of the games. Like, I thought the Cloud9 bot lane were playing decently not that good, initially because they were like losing a lot of the 2v2s they were actually losing a lot but no they end up actually doing very well in the bot lane like summit a player who who has now come over and looked like one of the best top laners i'd say 
he gets a little too cocky with stuff he's doing, like right there. Like he, he definitely is, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's limit testing, but he definitely has been playing a little too close to the edge in a lot of these games. Um, I prefer if Fudge is on a champion like Rise, actually, you know, compared to a champion like Aurelia mid, because I think he'll have more of an impact on mages yeah. compared I mean, to a champion honestly, like Aurelia. Fudge has actually been like the second best mid laner, sadly, oh, because the, comp oh, the competition Lord. for mid laners this year is that weak. Seriously, oh, think Lord. about it. So Jojo Peon, Abadage, Takuli. Takuli actually has been fine. I like Takuli's been good. Solid. He's been solid overall. Yeah, but Fudge has been better. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Ah fuck. Jeez. So when we do our so when we when when we do our LCS 2022 spring split all pro team, make sure that when we when we have our midlanders, we put asterisks behind this. Huge asterisks, like literally giant asterisks. Cause like I I I I do agree with Sean. The mid lane pool for LCS has looked really, really fucking off. You know, the fact that we're talking about Takuyul Fudge being the best mid laners. Good God. Good God. And I, I, I don't think Fudge has been that good. He's like, even Fudge has not been very good, but he might actually be the best. Just be that's asterisk guys. Just, Huge yeah, just asterisk. automatically like forfeit. <laughs> oh my God. Why is it? That's what it's sad. It's like Jensen is not in a league, man. That's so sad. But yes, cloud nine did play very, very well this week. They looked really good against another top tier team, top tier team in quotations, like a hundred thieves. Um, Berserker and Winsome, Looks like they're finally coming into their bot lane because it looked like from Winsome and Berserker before, it just really looked like, you know, that they weren't really on the same page when it comes to, like, their bot lane play or, like, how they want to play the laning phase. Summit looks like he's having a lot more of an impact. You, you can hear it in a lot of the Cloud9 content that's been happening. I really do feel as if Cloud9 is going to get even better and better and better as the weeks go by. But in playoffs, if they can actually win, win the spring split, you know, I'm down for that. I don't care. Trophy's a trophy. I know spring doesn't really have too much that's to matter in the grand scheme of things. But, hey, trophy's trophy. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. This is still only about, what, week five we're going to be heading into overall. So, yeah, Cloudman having a really, really good week. And it looked pretty solid overall. Winsome, I think he has some stuff to work on still. But the bot lane, really solid. They're coming in to form. They just needed a, a bit of time. Fudge, if he's on Rise and Victor... And Corky, good. His landing phase is still pretty, pretty bad. But as long as he's not just outright 100% losing, I think it's good. Blabber, if he can play like he did during these past three games, I think he can still be a really big, impactful jungler into the into the Cloud9 team. And, and Summit, obviously, is like the best player potentially in the LCS moving forward if he can keep up this level of gameplay. Uh, Sean, you want to say anything, anything else about Cloud9, actually? Um... I mean, Winsome has been a huge surprise for me, honestly. Mm -hmm. But honestly, he might actually be like the second or third best support. I mean, Core JJ would be the second best for me in bulk in the first, but Core JJ hasn't like played at all. So I yeah. Winsome might actually be the second best. Depending on how Core JJ plays when he when he when, when he starts this week, that could all change. Depending because yeah, again, who's better than Winsome besides uh besides Core, Vulcan? Core JJ and Vulcan? Did, what? Alea would count. Alea did play good. I'll say that Alea uh, did play. Alea, good. I would have four for fifth with uh, Aframu or whatever. But this is a true match of the week right here. TSM taking on Team Liquid. Bjergsen facing his old team. Bjergsen just like putting them into the dirt. 
Oh, good job, Beerson. You know Beerson felt good about putting this fucking donkey shit of an org into the fucking dirt. Oh, good job, Beerson. I don't know why people still give this guy Zillion. It's like they... When you give Beerson Zillion, that's when you tell me you auto-lose. In draft, you auto-lose. Now, in this game, credit to fucking Tactical, um, he's not looked that bad. Tactical hasn't looked that bad overall. I think he's been the best TSM player this split, quote-unquote, right? Unless you want to count Spica. But I don't think Spica's played that well this split. I, I think Tactical has not been as a big a detriment as a lot of people have made him out to be. Me, personally. I, but I, he's not been the best, but he's not been a detriment. Um, in, in this game, I don't know what the fuck they're planning overall with what fuck. The TSM, it looks like they want to be aggressive, but then they just completely don't know how to really do anything. Like they have... Um, oh, uh, Seiko would be my fifth or sixth. Uh, I mean, his team obviously an issue while he's playing poorly right now, but it also has to do with him, honestly. He always, this has always been a thing in Academy and LCS with him, where he, the first split in spring... He's warming up. He's playing kind of below average. Like, I'll, I'll even say this. Tactical and Gerson were looking pretty solid against a lot of the LCS bot lanes. And it just kind of sucks that you're just going to get rid of that for Shenyi. Like, I know they want to play Shenyi. He's obviously obviously the better player. But they were winning some of the bot lane matchups with Tactical and Gerson. They were. I mean, they, they weren't, like, smashing them. You know? They, they could say they were beating FBI and Huhi. That's something you, you you could also say. But uh, Team Liquid is just a better team right, right right now. And then when teams give over Zillion, you know, it's like, why are you giving Bjergsen Zillion? Why aren't you automatically banning it? He's going to pick Zillion if you don't ban it, if it makes sense in that competition. And it's NA, so anything can fly here. So it doesn't essentially fucking matter, you know? It's like, holy shit, why does this keep happening? It seems like TSM's lane assignments all look bad. Essentially, it, like, I don't know. TSM just looks bad. Like, I, I did not think for a second Team Liquid would lose this game. Yeah, they had moments in this game where you're thinking like, okay, this is good from them. At no point, I thought to myself, yeah, Team Liquid are automatically going to lose to fucking TSM. But the bot lane did play solid enough to get into the laning phase. Uh, Sean, what do you want to say about Team Liquid, actually? Oh, I forgot. He's doing the culture thing. So, yeah. um, Beardson has looked probably like the best mid laner. And it's only because the other field of competition has looked just so, so, so bad. Oh, my shit. <laughs> it just looks so bad from a lot of these other um, players right, right now. Uh, let me bring up any more games. Yeah, the FlyQuest game uh, from Cloud9 also looked good, too. Uh, give me a moment, guys. Give me one second. We'll talk about the other games. EG versus CLG. EG also had a nice week, too. EG were on a losing streak, and then they also, you know, bounced back. That was also good to see uh, from EG because they were looking really suspect in, like, a lot of their losses. But these wins can obviously give you an indication that they can be a good team for Evil Geniuses. Just depends on what they want to do for their team. Because if you're going to have – if you're going to invest a lot of your resources uh, into JoJo Peon, then he has to be impacting the game with these resources, not fucking, I don't know, like just getting resources and not really doing anything with them is worse when you actually have been a player that has not been given anything in terms of actually quality laning phases. Like Jojo Peon has been like one of the worst mid laners in the LCS, but when his team funnels resources into him, looks a bit different. 
Danny and Vulcan seem to be playing a bit better right now, but there are, are some games where they lose in laning, but then yeah. they're better at roaming and team fighting. So, yep, time to go predict the games for the LCS coming up this week. And we will go through it. So right now, match of the week, baby. Let's go. Match of the fucking week. Let's do it. Let's go. Match of the week, baby. Let's go. Who's going to be the match of the week? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Also, yeah. Did anyone really think that FlyQuest would stay at top of the league for a while? FlyQuest are literally only doing this no, well I, because I knew they the other teams. Off. I knew they would fall off. Yeah. But... yeah guys, FlyQuest are only doing as well because, you know, the other teams with the much yeah. better players are just looking like my, my match of the week is actually going to be GG versus C C nine. Uh, yeah, and I then that, yeah. I would say EG versus Immortals, and then for the third one, I would say. Uh, oh, I want to ask you this: What did you think about? Um, actually, that's it. IMT bringing in Arrow. Actually, uh, I. I really like Arrow. I'm glad he's playing again. He dominated he an amateur. Like oh, I would play him over Wild, Wild Turtle. Turtle. Wild Turtle yeah. has more pop-off moments, but they're very few and far in between. I'd play mm -hmm. Arrow. I also thought MASH was better than Wild Turtle, despite not having pop-off moments. Alright, guys. So for week five, I'll go EG, FlyQuest, Team Liquid, Cloud9, Dignitas. Sunday, I have Team Liquid, 100 Thieves, Cloud9, FlyQuest, and Golden Guardians. All right, Sean, who do you have? Okay, my predictions are EG, uh, TSM, uh, I'll go 100 Thieves, Cloud9, and clg and then team liquid uh, 100 thieves eg fly quest and gg all right match of the week i agree with sean and play my clip day. oh yeah uh what is this clip oh my goodness sean's gonna get me in trouble holy shit i love it Oh, oh, this here. Okay, let, let, let me do this right now. I'll have to. No, I just have to play because I was. No, 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 no. Soft. You're, you're fine. I have to sh I have to share the audio between this and it's going to be a little. Uh, just give me one second. Let, let's, all I need is only this one second. Give me one sec. Okay, so I have all these tabs open, guys. Give me a second. Okay, give me a sec. Okay, so um, t let me put this over here. Stop screen. Share screen. Share audio. Okay, let me take off the fucking banner for a sec. This was just hilarious. Oh, so next week we're going to be doing... We're going to do ranking all the LEC players, and then at the end of the LCS split of regular season, we'll rank oh. the LCS players in each role. Next week, we'll have two separate episodes of the Cloud9 podcast. Because I want to talk about EU as a whole, because they're, they'll be finished, right? And then... Because that's separate. I, I couldn't talk about EU as a whole in this as much as I can really delve into it. So next week, expect two Cloud9 episodes coming up, one for NA and one for EU. I usually always do that toward the beginning of a split and toward the end because, you know, NA and EU are separate, but when we have the regular season games, we combine the two. But for the end, expect next week an episode talking about the LEC 2022 Spring Split as a whole, 
our MVP and our uh, all pro team for spring, all EU for one episode, and for NA, the usual shit you, you just saw today. Because right now, I just haven't had enough time to really delve into EU as much, but it pans out perfectly because, you know, the split's over, over for EU when we have next week's episode. So I can just talk about all that stuff in full anyway. So what was this? He just senses it. There's a ward. To land, FBI is low and gets shut down. Vision is a myth. He just sensed it. Can do no wrong. Three kills to be claimed. Whatever you're paying him, it's not enough. Fish senses or something to blind W. Then what are we saying? What are we saying? What are we saying? What do you mean the blind W? There's a ward right there, man. This I'm is just NA casters the whole year. My mind. I'm actually going to lose my fucking mind right now. This is actually so crazy. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I'm just like in my. What is going on, bro? I have to clip this for my streams. Oh, this guy's just bro, again. What is going subscribe on? Subscribe to I will dominate. So entertaining. <laughs> I'm actually so just gonna lose my mind. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I, you guys just saw me. I pointed out too. There's a ward right there. Why were they even going for that? Like, Hunter Thieves is garbage, man. They're playing like such trash. All right. Uh, match of the week. Uh, uh, my, my match of the weeks. Not, not, not create banner. Match of the week, baby. Let's go. Saturday. Team Liquid versus Hunter Thieves. Uh, you have Golden Guardian versus C9. Those are the main games you guys want to check out right there. Those games right there. For Sunday, EG versus Cloud9, and FlyQuest versus Digitas. I'll say that. That's mm. not a bad one to check out either. Just saying. Yeah. Not a bad one to check out. Honestly, overall. I think CLG actually has somewhat of a chance against 100 Thieves if they play the way they did. They actually did. do. Yeah, if they play like, yeah. like how they played against TSM 100 Thieves, you better be shaking right now. because but Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, next stream when we talk about EU more, we're going to do... Ranking all 50 players, all I'll five be, I can rank all of them. That's a lot from, from one to ten. And then we'll, I was, I mean, I did the same with like L, LCS players as of right now, but yeah, okay, guys. So that's pretty much it. So I want to let you guys know what's going on. The Cloud Nine podcast will have two episodes uh next week one talking about the regular NA stuff we have for this episode, and then one for EU. After that, you know, when EU starts their playoffs. We'll have them combined again. But usually we do this toward the beginning and toward the end. We have them split to really talk about the spring split or whatever split we're on as a whole rather than trying to combine that in one episode, you know. Um, but, yeah, expect two episodes. This week coming up, uh, Wednesday, Thursday is the best time to do it. I think, yeah, EU takes a break uh, for a week before they start playoffs anyway. So it's going to give us an ample amount of time anyway. Uh, just want you guys know most of the episodes are always going to be like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But, it's mostly Wednesdays for the episodes. I think we could probably not knock out on both on Wednesday, but expect a episode of the Clown Podcast on Wednesday and the next one most likely on Thursday, give or take, right? Um, but overall, I just want to say uh, thank you guys for the constant support. You know, we have Clown Podcast episodes every single week. It's a weekly show, whether it be an hour, two hours, three hours, give or take, right? If you guys are watching right now, if you haven't subscribed to my main YouTube channel, you might want to. You'll see me more over there. Um, but, but, but for League... You know, there's always certain things I want to talk about, but, you know, sometimes when you have combined shows of EU and NA, it gets kind of jumbled a little bit. Um, but, yeah, overall, can't wait to watch uh, the rest of the uh, L LEC Super Week that plays out. I mean, I hope that, you know, XL make playoffs, actually. I hope they do. 
uh, because they definitely have played better than Mad Lions in Team Vitality. At least you could say that Excel have played better than Team Vitality and Mad Lions. Like, I wouldn't want Mad Lions making the playoffs. Like, a lot of these teams go like, yeah, we'll make playoffs. It kind of salvages our season. If you go out in the first round, does it really matter, honestly? Like, if you go out in the first round, does it really fucking matter? Let's be honest here. It, if Team Vitality make the playoffs, would they be even better than what they are playing right now? You know? Like, Jesus. You know? Like, I don't know. Like, it wouldn't make anything that different. Uh, like, that bit, like here's, here's what I'm saying. It wouldn't make that big a difference if they made playoffs anyway. Like, I know the Perks teams always kind of, like, ramp up in the playoff, or they ramp up as the season goes because they don't want to, like, burn themselves out. That's a good world where Team Vitality doesn't even make playoffs, though. Oh, yeah, for the LEC episode, we'll have our LC our LEC 2022 Spring Split All-Pro team, three teams, MVP and MIP. Those are what we're going to be doing. Uh, the LCS episode will be just the same as this one, as we had right here. Uh, thank you guys for watching. See you guys later. Like, comment, and subscribe. Most of all, enjoy. I'm the Nightwing. Way of Life Esports is signing out, guys. If you are watching this on the replay, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you haven't. And I'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Yeah. Peace also, out. if you care Deuces. about uh, comic books at all, on Sozuna's stream of that ranking comic book films a tournament. I'm on it right now. It's lots of fun. You should go check it out in the chat. And any tiebreakers, you guys will get the vote on. So you should go check that out if you want. Bigger Forward Entertainment is channel name. It'll be an MSK right, guys. subscription. But yeah. Peace out, guys. Have, an, have, a, have a great week weekend, guys. See you next week for two episodes of the Climate Podcast. Two episodes next week. Two. Bangers.